Blog Talk Radio. and around the world, streaming live on the internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers. Hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. This is Tim and Julie Harris, and this is, of course, Real Estate Coaching Radio, and we are broadcasting live from Austin, Texas. Julie, welcome to the show. Thank you. And we are talking about something today that, uh, frankly, is something we talk about all the time, but this particular topic is becoming, I would say, inflamed to a level that I've never seen it become before in the 20-plus years that Julie and I have been paying attention to the real estate industry. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about the do-not-call list. You guys are probably violating it, probably don't realize how easy it is to violate it, probably thinking that I can get away with it, probably thinking that it doesn't affect me, the law. And what we're going to do is we're going to give you the facts, and we're going to give you the facts in a very easy-to-understand manner, specifically pertaining to our industry, real estate, and then you have to take responsibility for your actions. Now, this got started, I think, uh, returned to the topic of the, you know, the du jour topic of everyone's mind when California Association of Realtors a couple weeks ago sent an email out to all their members saying in essence that, hey, guys, guess what? The robocalling, the do not call list stuff does apply to real estate. You know, brush, off, uh, brush up on the uh, law, brush up on the ramifications it has to you if you are uh, considering any form of prospecting. Yes, I'm talking about calling for sale by owners, calling expires, calling your centers of influence and past clients doing anything on the phone to generate business, you are considered a telemarketer. So when you're doing any telemarketing whatsoever, you sure as heck better be understanding the do not call list because it is the real deal. So we're going to be getting into, I think, what will be a very easy to understand uh, translation of a lot of the very intricate laws designed specifically to help realtors. Now, you can also go to our blog, realestateinsidernews.com, realestateinsidernews.com, and uh, Tim Ventura has done a masterful job of burning the midnight oil and putting up a very extended point-by-point uh, explanation of the do-not-call list. And for those of you who are doubters, because I know there's a lot of you out there who are going to say, no, Tim, I'm crafty. I can call it for sale by owner if I do a survey. That's a lot of things you hear in the real estate industry. Or, oh, Tim, the do-not-call list doesn't apply to us realtors. I don't know of a sim- single example of a realtor or a broker getting fined. These are all the types of Mickey Mouse things that we as agents have been told and led to believe are true, and they're not. They're flagrant lies, and they will get you, the individual agent, busted, and the fine per violation is $16,000. So I'm going to paint this realistic picture for you, and then I want, and then Julie and I are going to, uh, then I'm going to ask Julie that she's got a great story to share with us that I know that she's looking forward to sharing with you, but I'm going to paint this picture and then Julie's going to share her story, and then we're going to get to the point. So here's the thought for you. You're calling a for sale by owner, okay? You, do you know the for sale by owner or you suspect the for sale by owner is on the do not call list? But you think you're clever. So you're going to conduct a survey, okay? You're told that doing a survey makes it so that all of a sudden you are not uh, susceptible to the do not call list 
in the rules. You are stone cold wrong. There's a specific provision in the Do Not Call Registry, which we're going to read to you, or the Do Not Call Law, which we're going to read to you word for word that makes it crystal clear that any kind of telemarketing, prospecting, whatever you want to call it, even to for sale by owners, if they're on the do not call list, is a violation. Even if you think you're crafty and you're just calling to conduct a survey, which I know a lot of you are doing, who are prospecting for sale by owners, and you're in violation of it. Am I asking you to stop calling people that are on the do not call list? Yes, because it's illegal. You do not want to get fined $16,000 per violation, let alone lose your license over something as silly as this. There's other ways to solicit them, guys, that's illegal, by the way. So what would happen hypothetically, hypothetically, is that they would bust you on FTC, would violate, would bust you on calling a for sale by owner, conducting a fake survey. You get busted. They then get your, your phone records, and then they find out that you've been not just calling that for sale by owner that was on the do not call list, but you called dozens of different people that were on the do not call list with the intention of soliciting. In other words, you are a telemarketer, and guess what then happens? You get a fine, hypothetically, for every violation. Think about that for a second. That's, that could be devastating for you. That's the reason you've got to take this seriously. It's the most under-talked about, most misunderstood, and most potentially deadly thing that there is right now in the real estate industry it's so easy to violate because brokers, office managers, franchise owners, uh, other coaches and trainers, they don't understand the law or they understand it, but they just choose not to educate you guys on the real ramifications of being in violation of it. So it's a scary topic. It's an academic, might be somewhat of a boring topic, but man, is that a relevant topic. So Julie, before we go any further, because we've got a lot of notes to share with these yep. guys today, I want to hear something that from your coaching experience, because I know you've had a ton of private coaching calls this week, share with them something right. that will be inspirational, motivational, or just maybe a little bit illuminating. Well, I, there's a common theme. I kind of try to tie several coaching calls together when I hear trends. And being on topic, several times this week I had discussions with my private coaching clients about personal responsibility as a salesperson. Why? Because two of them said, well, I was told you can, quote, get around the do not call registry by doing the survey. Okay? And my, thought to them, my question to them was, how do you really feel the ethical, honest agent who has a license which can be taken away, how do you feel when someone starts a phrase out with, here's how you can get around a law? What does that sound like to you? Does that sound like something you want to be participating in? Well, but my broker said it was okay. So my discussion with these agents was, I don't care what your broker, your office manager, another coach or trainer says to you. When we're talking about the law, it's your responsibility. And furthermore, your sales, your production, everything you do in life comes down to you. So our, our theme, if we have a mindset theme this week, is the simple quote, and I, mean, I don't know who started this quote, I love it. Hold on, Julie. If it's meant to Julie, be, rule, it's up to me. Julie, Go ahead. Julie, the rule is if you like a quote and you don't know who originally said it, you get to take credit for it. Oh, it was me. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I must have said that. If it's meant yes. to be, it's up to me. So it's not okay to blame your broker, your office manager, some seminar that you went to saying, oh, it's okay if you just say it's a survey. Oh, it's okay if you just say that you didn't know anything about the do not call registry and beg for forgiveness later. 
those days are over, guys. So the theme, the mindset theme, was take responsibility for your own actions. Because if you get in trouble, it's you who are going to suffer the fine. Well, that's the thing the agents don't get. They think their broker is going to have their back. They Wrong. think if it was a big deal, they would have some big massive office meeting and an intervention from their illustrious brokers. Well, and, you know, I've had agents say to me a lot that they think of us as their broker because we're in front of these things and bring it to them, whereas maybe their broker is just a broker of record. They're not really tuned in or that frosty about what's happening in the market. That's not the agent's fault, but it is the agent's responsibility to do something about it. Well, we're not your broker, guys. You know, right. our interest – so I understand – Julie and I have owned a brokerage before – and I understand the ramifications of basically, you know, this type of information on an agent. Because a lot of agents will get this information and they'll just hit a wall. They won't know what to do. Well, we're going to tell you what to do so you can still over the phone prospect, telemarket, and not be in violation. I mean, that's really what you guys need is the information how you can still take action. We're going to translate it but, for you. But what again, what is what I am honestly fearful of is the amount of misinformation out there that's being widely perpetuated to agents individually, and you guys think that people have your back, and they don't. Your broker doesn't have your back. Your office manager doesn't have your back. Ultimately, if anyone is knowingly allowing you to call or encouraging you to make prospecting calls of any type that are in violation of the do not call list, trust me when I tell you they don't have your back, because if you get busted, you're getting busted by yourself. That's the reality of it. There is no, quote, getting around it. It's the law. So, Julie, I have to take a quick break. You go ahead and go to point one. Yep, you got it. All right. So back to our do not call list. Now, here's the thing, guys. I'm going to translate. Tim's going to join us here in a second. My job is to translate for you exactly what all this stuff means so that we can demystify what we're talking about. Okay? So let's get our brains going, and we're going to talk uh, about this illegal cold calling business. So let's start with some definitions. A lot of you guys are saying, well, I don't have to worry about this because I'm not a, quote, telemarketer. What is a telemarketer? Well, here's the thing. What is telemarketing? Google defines telemarketing as the marketing of goods or services by means of telephone calls, typically unsolicited, to potential customers. That is the definition of telemarketing. So are you a telemarketer? Yes. Wikipedia elaborates on this definition with, telemarketing is a method of direct marketing in which a salesperson solicits prospective customers to buy products or services either over the phone or through a subsequent face-to-face or web conferencing appointment scheduled during the call. Telemarketing can also include recorded sales pitches like voice broadcast, for example, programmed to be played over the phone via automatic dialing. So now we're talking also about what you guys know as robo-dialing. So are you defined as telemarketers? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So let's get further into our definitions so that we can understand what we're talking about. We've got to know what the terms are, what's going on here, in order to make our assessment of how to actually deal with it. And then we're going to move on to what does this mean to you and how are you supposed to digest and implement So what is the National Do Not Call Registry? A lot of agents have kind of blown it off until now. What is the Do Not Call Registry? The Do Not Call Registry was created by the Federal Trade Commission in way back in 2003 as a way for consumers to, quote, opt out of these telemarketing calls. 
The definition of telemarketing in this legislation is any kind of sales solicitation conducted over the phone. So if you're not sure if it applies to you, look at how broad that, that's painted. Any kind of sales solicitation conducted over the phone. So here's what you ask yourself. Am I on the phone? Yes. Am I in sales? Yes. Okay. So definition of telemarketing in the actual law, any kind of sales solicitation conducted over the phone. Federal Trade Commission's website says, the do not call provisions of the telemarketing sales rule cover any plan, program, or campaign to sell goods or services, that's where agents come in, through interstate phone calls. This includes calls by telemarketers who solicit consumers, often on behalf of third-party sellers. It includes sellers who are paid to provide, offer to provide, arrange, provide goods and services to the consumers. The National Do Not Call Registry covers telemarketing under the FCC's rules. And we have on our website, realestateinsidernews.com, there are many different links that you can click for further information. Now, quick disclaimer, Tim and I are not attorneys. We are not accountants. We are providing this information as a springboard for you guys to digest and know exactly what to do about this. And you guys are definitely urged to, you know, obviously use this as a starting point and go and explore all this further yourself. I mean, that's what really matters is we're supposed to, you know, our job is to get your minds working and then you yeah. go out and take it to the next level. So, Julie, we're going to take a really, really quick uh, short sure. break. And then, and then when we come back, we're going to get to the most important parts of today's radio show with regards to how it affects realtors and where they're unknowingly or, frankly, knowingly violating the law. Is coaching right for you? And how can I guarantee it will work for me? Chances are you are asking yourself those questions right now. I'll answer those critical questions for you in just a moment. But first, let's be honest about something you may have always suspected. You've probably always known that the nation's top 1% of realtors, you know, those millionaire agents you see on TV, they possess a secret knowledge that the other 99% of agents do not have. Where did they learn what they know? And more importantly, how did they learn how to put this closely guarded information into money-making action? It's simple. They have a coach. Not just any coach. The nation's mega millions, top 1% of the realtors, know that in order to maintain their almost unfair advantage, that they must have their own personal coach. A proven market-tested coach who has truly walked in their shoes, a coach who has worked with many of the nation's leading agents. At this point, you're probably ready to maybe try coaching. However, you don't want to be unfairly locked into a long-term ball and chain that coaching contracts can give you. It just makes sense that you should be able to try it before you buy it. Even more importantly, you want to have a coach who is the best of the best not someone who is simply assigned to you, or even worse, has never sold real estate. Can you imagine? If this is you, I have something for you right now that is exactly what you have been looking for. For the next 48 hours, Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching is offering you a free coaching call. This is a real coaching call with a real Tim and Julie Harris coach. Now, while you are thinking about it, why don't you visit us online? at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to get started. Once again, that is freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Now, let's be clear. 
This exclusive coaching opportunity is only available for the first 50 realtors who are stone cold serious about their real estate business and know that in order to succeed at the highest level, they must hire a coach. So don't wait any longer. Take action now and visit us again at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to schedule your free coaching call. Again, that's freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Thanks so much. See you all soon. Okay, we're back. Sorry about that delay. You know, I love how Rochelle ends that ad. She's talking about seeing you all soon, even though it's a radio ad. I'm not quite sure what's going on there, but that's okay. Yeah. She got so, her y'all Billy, in, though. That was good. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So uh, we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of the do not call laws, um, and we're going to get to the, we're going to kind of go through these points really quick. Again, a lot of you are going to want to use this information in your offices and your brokers. And, you know, if you're being told to uh, violate the do not call list, print this article out from our uh, blog, Real Estate Insider News, and, hey, you know what? Confront the people that are giving you the bad information and say enough is enough and uh, make them stop. I mean, you've got to remember, at the end of the day, when you get busted for violating the do not call list, it's you, not your broker, your office manager, or anybody else that's going to get tagged for the $16,000 fine. You are. So make sure you are not violating the do not call registry rules. So moving forward, um, by the way, again, back to Rochelle's ad, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. If you are currently a student or you're ready to become a student of our coaching business, I want you to absolutely positively request a free coaching call. You can request a free coaching call on really any topic, but I have to really encourage those of you who are ready to stop buying buyer leads and become listing agents. Those are the guys who, frankly, are on the right path to real estate success. Do request a free coaching call because we are the unique voice in the marketplace right now saying, hey, enough with these buying of buyer leads. Let's learn how to list homes and we'll show you how to do it. So definitely go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com and request your free coaching call. So, Julie, in the light of the time we have remaining on today's show, sure. let's just kind of go through these points quicker. And, again, they can go to the blog, realestateinsidernews.com. Yep, so, okay. Yeah, we've established that what the Do Not Call Registry is. We've established that, yes, you have to care about it. And we've established that, yes, technically they're defined as telemarketers. So that's where we're And at. what are the penalties? Right. So penalties for telemarketing to someone on the do not call list, here you go, $16,000. Again, if you want more information and you want a link to the actual FTC site, go to the blog, realestateinsidernews.com, and it's all there. Next point, does the do not call registry apply to realtors and real estate agents? And the answer is, of course it does. Do not call registry applies to anyone engaging in telemarket regardless of industry. Is phone prospecting or call calling considered telemarketing. I'm going through some of these fundamental points so we can get to the stuff about FISBOs and expireds. Is phone prospecting or cold calling considering telemarketing? Yes, any kind of phone call that includes a sales solicitation is considered to be telemarketing, including phone calls which have an additional purpose, such as conducting a phone survey. Huh? What? What was that? What yeah, was that? What did I just read? Specifically. <laughs> That's right. They huh, actually mentioned that specifically. Go ahead. Okay, we're going to talk more about surveys here in a second because a lot of you think that you can get away with calling FISBOs if you're conducting a survey. Does it apply nationally or just specific to specific locations? Julie? The Do Not Call list is a national list created by the FTC and is applicable to all 50 states. In addition to that, the uh, District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, U.S. Virgin Islands, Guam, North Mariana Islands, American Samoas, and toll-free numbers. 
500 numbers, 866 numbers, et cetera. So yes, nationally, you may be hearing it bubble up more in California and certain states, but it applies to all of you. That's right. So does it apply to cell phones, Julie? The restrictions imposed by Do Not Call Registry apply to all home and mobile numbers in the locations and area codes listed above, which, by the way, was everything, but do not include business lines. Okay. Is it being enforced? Yes, that's the fun part, because agents are being told that the uh, brokers and people in our industry are not having to deal with the Do Not Call Registry. So, Julie, um, so is it being enforced? Yes, absolutely. The Federal Trade Commission is enforcing the Do Not Call Registry. The FTC takes aggressive legal action to make sure telemarketers abide by the Do Not Call Registry. To date, the Commission has already brought 105 enforcement actions against companies and telemarketers for the Do Not Call, Abandoned Call, Robo Call, and Registry violations. So absolutely, yes. And by the way, those of you who also do mortgages, it applies to you guys too. Shall I keep okay. going, Tim? Yes, keep on going. So okay. the point was, is yes, people in our industry are being targeted by the FTC for the do not call list, and there are examples, and we're going to get to that now. What is the position of the National Association of Realtors on this, Julie? The position of NAR is the National Association of Realtors recommends that realtors who participate in phone prospecting activities sign up to access the do not call registry and search the registry at least once every 31 days and drop from their call list the phone numbers of consumers who have registered. They've provided a detailed field guide. We're talking about NAR has a field guide on their website providing papers to assist realtors with the Do Not Call Legal Compliance. And they are very specific, by the way. You and I, I think, posted that a couple days ago as well. We so did. What, what kind of calls, are there any calls that are exempt from the law? Well, what kind of calls are exempt from the law? There are four primary types of calls that are covered under Do Not Call registration, which you can do. Call. By the way, anyone who's listening right now is thinking about, oh, I'll figure out a gray area. You're not going to find a gray area, I promise you. But here it is. Calls from organizations with which you have an established business relationship. Now, there is time limits for how long you can call established business relationship. We covered that on a previous radio show. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. So you're... Uh, your centers of influence and past clients, unless they explicitly say that you can call them, I believe you have to stop calling them after 90 days after your business transaction has closed. Uh, FISBOs, no, they're on the do not call list, do not call them. Expired listings, do not call list, do not call them. Okay, we're going to be talking about all that in a second. There's an interesting caveat. If it's your expired, you're allowed to call them. I think it was for 90 days after it expires, uh, expires, but that's a different conversation. So calls from organizations with which you have established a business relationship. Point number two, calls which you have given prior written permission, like I just mentioned. Number three, calls which are not commercial and do not include unsolicited advertisements. <laughs> what would that be? I guess that would be you calling your neighbor asking him for their pie. You call your mom, really. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Oh, good, I'm about to call my mom. <laughs> uh, better for not like call your mom. Your mom would probably turn us in. Okay, number four, calls by on behalf of tax-exempt nonprofit organizations. Well, a lot of you guys are running nonprofit organizations without <laughs> knowing it, but that's another phone call. Okay, more details on, uh, are available on the Federal Trade Commission's website, which provides additional details on exempt calls and exempt organizations. Okay, now which, is a non-prof- which nonprofit calls on my behalf? What if a nonprofit calls on my behalf. In other words, you guys are some of you are going to say, I'll just have some nonprofit organization or something that's labeled a nonprofit call and do my or I'll create one for me. 
mm-hmm. or I'll create one. I know some of you have tried that in the past. So, Julie, read the thing from the uh, FTC's site, but first let me read this little paragraph. Despite yep. tax-exempt nonprofit organizations being exempt from the Do Not Call registration, uh, registry restrictions, if they are calling to seek charitable contributions, they are not exempt from the Do Not Call rules if they generate leads to be used for commercial solicitation. So, Julie, read the next section. According to the FTC, an organization that has been incorporated as a nonprofit or recognized by the IRS as a tax-exempt is not necessarily an exempt organization for purposes of the Do Not Call Registry. The FTC has successfully charged that an organization that purports to be a nonprofit is not exempt if the organization is, in fact, operated for profit of its members, officer, or affiliated for-profit companies. Sounds like that is not a loophole. (laughs) What about loopholes like our favorite topic du jour this week, survey calls? Okay, so listen, this is not a gray area topic. This, there is no, there is, this is not something you guys should be confused about. This is not something that should be debated. This is not something that you should have any absolute misunderstanding about. And if yet, calling, and many of them have come with conviction saying, but I'm okay because I do a survey. We are okay, here so to here correct is. that thinking. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to read you something from Realty Time. Or we're going to read you something from... Uh, the court system in California, and also something as pertains to the federal FTC do not call list. An article published in Realty Times describes enforcement uh-oh, of the do not call registry on specific cases of real estate firms calling prospects under the pretense of conducting a survey. Hold on. A lot you of said you real estate told- firms specifically, didn't you? Yes, and a lot of you have been hmm. led to believe. I've actually had people tell me, yeah, but Tim. Can you give me an example of a, a real estate brokerage or agent actually being targeted and being fined? Absolutely, and we've been warning you about that for years. So, Julie, go ahead. Okay, so article, uh, calling prospects under the pretense of conducting a survey. On January 12th, uh, 2004, California attorney Bill Lockyer filed a complaint against New Smyrna Beach, Florida-based LMA Marketing, doing business as mortgage concepts for violating do-not-call lists allegedly by pretending to conduct surveys in order to contact California consumers about refinancing their mortgages. The suit, filed in U.S. District Court of Sacramento, seeks nearly a half million dollars in damages and penalties following complaints from more than 250 Californians. Consumers said that when they told the company representative that they were on the federal do not call list, the representative said the firm is exempt from the federal law because it's conducting a survey. Federal law makes it clear that commercial calls are off-limits to consumers who have placed their names on the Do Not Call Registry. So obviously the Do Not Call Registry is over, you know, basically circumvents any thought of the survey being okay. This lawsuit should serve as a warning to telemarketers who think they can evade this important consumer protection law by pretending to conduct a survey while harassing Californians in the privacy of their homes. Pretty strong language here. Okay, yeah, so, Julie, I want you to really drill down on this. I want you to read the section again that specifically pertains to the fact that real estate brokers are being targeted. So they're really clear on this. Okay, so this, based on this suit, okay, brokers, real estate brokers, mortgage people, well, to me, half a million dollars in damages and penalties following complaints by 250 people about the survey is pretty clear to me. Yeah, me too. Okay, so let's get to the next one. This is another fun what topic. What about your center of influence? Yeah. 
Exactly. Can I call my centers of influence and past clients if they're on the do not call list? Now, this is another one that you guys are really confused about. So yeah. we're going to blaze through this. Yeah. You think previous list. relationship, right? You figure you're okay. Right. Phone prospecting that involves centers of influence or past clients are described best by Federal Trade Commission's definition of existing business relationships. The guidelines for calling past clients and inquirers are described as a company with which the consumer has established business relationship may call up to 18 months, I was wrong about the 90 days, 18 months after the consumer's last purchase or the last delivery or last payment, unless the consumer asks the companies not to call again. In that case, the company must honor the request uh, not to call. If the company calls again, they'll be subject to a fine $1,000. If a consumer makes an inquiry or submits an application to a company, the company can call for three months. Once again, if the consumer makes a specific request to that company not to call, the company may not call, even if they establish business relationship with the consumer. Again, a link specifically to the FTC's website. Julie, we are running out of time for today's show. We're going to have to pick up yep. with talking about this tomorrow. And we're going to pick up right where we left off. And uh, we're going to start tomorrow yep. with what about calling sale by owners and expired listings? So, frankly, that's probably the most, inf- most misinformation, most misunderstood, most mm-hmm. important aspect of this topic. And we're going to be talking with you guys about that tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.